We're literally debating that it's bad that people get to say what they think. Can you imagine? I'm reading Psalm 144 and it says, He trains my hands for war. We are on the brink of total destruction of America as we know it. Let your rebel flag fly. Um, all right, guys, just real quickly, <laughs> I need to let everybody know this is just a doot, doot, doot disclaimer after I've just informed them about coffee beans. He doesn't believe me about the origin story of coffee beans. Brian Dawson also, he is did, with us. He didn't believe me that I could cook food and until he ate my food look on Friday. Look, I made, look at the look on Brian's face. He doesn't believe he you can I cook can. food now. Brian, did you come? I, the look was actually from the origins of coffee beans. Do you guys know about goat poop coffee? Are you aware of this? Uh, no. I knew, but there was, isn't there a bat poop? But see, he'll take you more seriously than he does me. It's because of man. It's because of man. It's a misogyny. We don't joke about goat poop coffee. It's serious. <laughs> I don't even know what to say right now. What? So the, the, so it has something to do with what it does to the beans. So they feed the beans to the goats, and then when the goats poop it out, they... they they mine the coffee beans out of that, and that actually makes it more expensive. Is it exquisite? Oh, okay. This may be, a, anyway, I'm going to find this book. I'm bringing it in. I'll share it with both of you. It's on my shelf that, that Brian has seen because everybody came over for the Christmas party, not you. Anywho, <clears throat> but here's a Christmas party sick. and a tradition <laughs> we will not celebrate. I just want everybody to know, just for fun, when you're at New Year's gatherings this week and people go, are you celebrating Kwanzaa? No, mm -hmm. no. Um, Kwanzaa, and I'm just reading from the Gateway Pundit, everybody, was a phony holiday created by a violent felon who tortured two naked women. Okay? That's all. I just need you to know that. Happy Kwanzaa. Yay! <laughs> Happy Kwanzaa Light those candles! <laughs> but Joe when Biden was it, When was, was it made up? In uh, the 60s? Apparently 19... Um, I think 60... Oh, 66. Uh, a phony holiday created by... A radical named Ron Everett, a.k.a. Dr. Something Something. I don't know. He made a name up. A violent felon who tortured black women. Okay? That's who celebrated and started Kwanzaa. So I have no patience for Kwanzaa. Well, it's kind of like uh, Che Guevara celebration. Yes. Yes. Um, honoring Karl Marx. Yeah. These type of things, mm -hmm. it's like, it's in that same vein. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, uh, but it, when Margaret Sanger is a hero. But when oh, your kids go to her. do what a great do lady, sweet lady. Peace yeah. out, killer. Yeah. <laughs> when your kids go to do research, though, in, in their public school or well, all their schools, um, private school as well, we need to do a report. Yes. And little Sally, little Johnny, you're going to do one on Kwanzaa. I want to do Christmas. No, no one can do Christmas. We cannot say the word Christmas. We're not doing Christmas. We say you're holidays, you're everyone. Doing, and we're doing only certain holidays, no Christian holidays. You get Kwanzaa. So they go to the interwebs and they look up Kwanzaa. And the very first thing, of course, is the Wikipedia. What's the uh, Wikipedia say? Wikipedia says it is an annual celebration of African-American culture. From December 26th to January the 1st, culminating in a communal feast called Karamu, usually on what? the sixth day. It was created by an activist, Malana Karinga, based on African Harvest Festival traditions. They don't even celebrate Kwanzaa. Parts of West. I've been to the Congo. <laughs> they don't celebrate it. it do, I mean, Kwanzaa was first celebrated in 1966. Estimates of how many Americans celebrate Kwanzaa have varied from none to just the Bidens. To as many as 12 million. 
I think that is an inflated number. <laughs> I think it is. I think too. that is misinformation. That, like that's actual misinformation. And they even have on a Wikipedia. Kwanzaa. No. <laughs> and they even have a what do you call that? In, it's in, it's in a Jewish? menorah, but Kwanzaa. It's a, a ripoff menorah. It's a menorah. Yeah, so they, they went to the Quinora Talmud. Menorah is what we'd like to call it. <laughs> And the only people celebrating the only people celebrating Kwanzaa right now is Nancy Pelosi and the Kinte rag member went to the Kinte Kunto? No, it's no Vanessa's black. She's allowed to say that. Brian didn't say that. I said it. Everyone no, in case Kente we're not cloth. joking. It's Kente cloth. Oh, yeah, the horrible cloth. You remember Kente when cloth. they did the yeah. kneeling thing? Yes, and had the, their little shawls on. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but that pandering is so... But wasn't that the fabric? In that part of the world is very similar to the, the Scottish clans, the, yeah. diff, the different kilts, the mm -hmm. different suits, mint, you know, yeah. it, was, it was your colors. It was yeah, your clan your colors. And those were from like the one of the biggest slave trading tribes yes. in Africa, right? Yeah. Yes. No, epic fail, as usual. <laughs> Way to go, ding dongs. As if that wasn't bad enough, just looking at them doing that, mm -hmm. like if that wasn't a big enough fail. Oh, by the way, that tribe was the biggest, you know, self-selling. <laughs> Anywho. But you wonder if the person who brings those over, because, so you know, questions. there's someone who's like, hey, we need to import these and we can sell them to... Uh, black Americans, because it's going to be the whole and, African thing. Hey, and and, and, and guilty white Americans. Yes, and guilty white Americans will buy them. So let's send those at over. At a much and, higher rate. And somebody yes. in the meeting is like, you know, we're, we're, we're sending the ones that are, that was the slave trader logo. Oh, yeah, we know. Yeah. Isn't it great? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, okay, I can't even. I'm just going to have to work this out for myself. I'm not going to say it out loud. All right, so we're just not celebrating that. Say what you're that. thinking. Well, I just think it's ironic that for all the people who think that slave trade started and ended in the U.S., we're the only place ever in the history of the world to do it. Mm -hmm. And then it takes it right back to the feet of the people who actually started it. You'd think they'd just have a moment of reflection. They just had an expanded just market. Just pause. There's a lot of moments of reflection that are due. I but, would say so. Yeah. No, it's an, it's, um, it's an interesting thing. I love Pat Buchanan quote. He said, we didn't, we didn't, the West didn't invent slavery, but we did end it. Yes, we did. The West didn't invent slavery, but we did end it. So where's our slavery ending celebration day? Mm. Shouldn't we get one of those? Perhaps, but I, I think they don't want to talk about that. Or William Wilberforce. No, that, would, like that, that, would, no. that gives yeah. you a check mark, a bonus. Well, and William no Wilberforce. In that. No political yeah, risk and, in that at all. Man. And William Wilberforce, I mean, what was he doing in Parliament trying to change laws? He could have ruined his testimony. He could have. <laughs> he should have just sat I mean, down and right, shut up. Right. Why, just, why was he involved in politics? Yeah, you shouldn't do right. that, That's Brian. terrible. Yeah, you, you, no. If you're a Christian, you can't be involved in politics. No. So William yeah. Wilberforce shouldn't have been involved in Parliament trying to end slavery. Because Christians shouldn't be in politics. He's Christian yeah, nationalist. Because he was doing it based on Christian values. Correct. He, he became a representative of the people for mm -hmm. the glory of Christ and put an end to chattel slavery in England, which then swept across the West and, to and, and ended slavery in the West. Because a Christian got involved in politics and right. represented Christ, his king, as he represented point. his I've people. I've not thought of it in that, and from that Ooh. angle. I'm here for you. I that just is took, I just preaching right there, as, guys. Hey, he was just mm -hmm. trying to do the, mm -hmm. do the right thing. Pass, pass that offering plate. Yes. <laughs>
All right, look. <sighs> I know Brian has another thing that he wants. We need to talk about on the other side. We do. Yeah, he's got. He's I mean, got. We don't have to. Big I'm your guest. We kind of need to. <laughs> oh, we, we're trying but to have a high potent. quality show here. Yeah, I'm here. Right 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 what's your thing you want to talk that. about? Hey, like in ten seconds, five seconds. We got to get ready. Never mind. Just kidding. No, we'll be back. Okay. Welcome back into the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. We are powered by 1819 News and uh, just off the cuff. Off the cuff. Off the cuff. We're powered by 1819 News. We're powered by 1819 News. And about that. About that, sir. If you're enjoying this show that's powered by 1819 News, if you're enjoying the content put out by 1819 News, um, and really I think it's a bigger conversation um, as we see Elon Musk telling Bob Iger at Disney to go F himself. Because, and, and what this is, this is, this is a huge, it's one of those moments we're going to look back on in 25 years and say, like, this was like, a, a, you know, going to the moon or something like that, is this decentralization of mass media and the end of corporate sponsored journalism. For the last 20 to 30 years, there's not been real journalism, there's not been real scrutiny of government and corporations because the government and corporations have bought off news media. Mm. Brought to you by Pfizer is the reason we didn't know what happened in COVID. Right. Well, in Alabama, it's brought to you by these big corporations that run our state, and it's the reason that journalism has not existed in Alabama mm. has been because these corporations sponsoring the the quote unquote news. So it's a, it's a one to one, and we saw this two years ahead of Elon Musk. We saw this two years ahead of even Tucker Carlson. And now that they're talking about it, and said so the only way that you can have real journalism is to be citizen supported, right? That's it. That's the solution. Correct. And so eighteen nineteen news. The reason that we're able to um, have, have exploded in just two and a half years of being on the scenes. Uh, have been able to have as much influence as, as we have and been able to uh, investigate everything without fear or favor is because we're supported by citizens. And so if you would like to be part of that citizen-supported journalism, we would love for you guys to join our team uh, as we uh, actually do the, 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 the holding accountable of these corporations, providing real scrutiny um, to uh, people in power, speaking truth to power. Uh, so you can go to 1819news.com. There's a, a button that says Become a Member. Click there. Membership start as little as $5 a month. That will be you being a part of this movement that is taking place here in Alabama. Mm -hmm. And we are two years ahead of this national conversation that's going on right now. So please do that uh, today. Wow, that was... Uh, <laughs> that was fantastic. Man. You could have said 1819 News a couple more times. 1819 News, 1819 News, 1819 News. <laughs> <laughs> we have such fun with that. We've, well, had guests, we we've had guests in to do it. We've had... What's we might later have, well, we have Sandy Kowalski who married into the family, but you might have a flight attendant later today <laughs> or this week at some point um, offer an 1819 News live read. But you have an idea. What was your next? You had a little, yeah, no, you wanted so to dip it's, into something. It's, a, it's a, a resounding theme, and this goes back to exactly what we just said. If, if the people are paying for the journalism, or we'll say the people that should be scrutinized are funding the news, mm. the scrutinizing don't be happening. That's right. Okay? That's yeah. right. The AEA, the Alabama Education Association, oh, is one that. of those groups, okay? so. But I um, thought they were so good, Brian. Yeah. They love people and teachers and students. Of course. Well, they are. Well, so I'll go back a little bit. So um, for... 
what, and Scott could probably really speak to this, 30 years the state was ran by Paul Hubbard and Joe Reed at the Alabama Education Association. They were the big dog. Everyone, yeah, they were the, everyone they were the in the chamber. Gorilla. Yeah. Everyone, and they had some deals with the cabal. There were yeah. some cabal members that went with them, but they ran the legislature. Yeah. That's, that's just that's just the way and it is. And, and the, I've told the story of seeing Paul Hubbard, who, who I got along with fine, chewing out, cursing out a legislator, a male legislator, and the male legislator crying in the hall. He is Come taking on. such a tongue Come lashing on. from the guy that he knew that without him, he is not there. Well, and, and I was like, oh my gosh, we that is sat a in sad his story. Seat. Yes, on We accident. sat in his seat when we uh, went and took a little looky-loo. Yeah, we went when, and we, we were we were down in Montgomery doing. Uh, well, I I'd be living down there. You guys were doing a market visit. Scott hung out with Joey to do Joey's show with mm-hmm. him, and so I took the Ladies of Liberty to none other place than the the Capitol because they were doing something in the Senate. And we went, and everyone in the Senate was like, "Oh my God, we're so glad you're here." Is exactly what they didn't say or show with their face. Um, because why would they? And and so we sat in the Senate chambers, and apparently we were told by uh, Will Ainsworth that we were sitting in Paul Hubbard's <laughs> Did seat we do that where he would purpose? do the thumbs up and the thumbs oh, really? down. So and Scott would have recognized yeah, that. Yeah. He would have so, known. Yeah, that's funny because he didn't really do it that way. No. Mm-mm. What he really I don't know do? which seat he had, but there was always a side over there. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, they did. They weren't that that uh, up front with it. It was really? the ru- it was rubbing your nose. <sighs> okay. So like baseball calls or, or rubbing your eye. Yeah. And that's how he did it. So which was thumbs yes, up and thumbs down would no. look terrible yeah. in a in a, a picture, yeah. a photograph. Yeah, no. But if you're people, just rubbing your eye, yeah. I mean that just Mr. Bison, you know, everybody's rubbing their eye. Is that like yes, no? Yeah, this is no. This is no. no. This is equals no. nose. And this is eyes. Eye and equals eyes. eyes, eyes and yes. Okay. okay. I mean, I just I just that's wanted to be it. clear for everybody. So you. If you see us up there doing those hand yeah, signals. Right. We're just like No one's listening to ours, though. That's the difference. <laughs> he was running the state, and everyone's like, does, a, does, does Amy Beth have an allergy problem? There was yes, that's she exactly what they're Allegra. thinking. There was one time in the House I had an amendment, and, and the, his members, his minions, didn't know whether to be for it or against it. Because they, they made perfect sense, mm-hmm. and they had all said... And I, I, you know, you could see it. I mean, you could watch it from time to time, mm. but you could see the the board change in the house. Oh like, come on! You would start voting, and it'd be green, 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 and then all of a sudden you'd see red back to red, back red, 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 and look up there, and he's he's doing his eye, yeah, or doing his no, and they're changing to no, changing to no, mm. changing to no. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I've yeah. seen it. I can vouch for it. Yeah, and I'm impressed that he was able to build that kind of. How machine. did he do it? Do we know how he did it? He did it with all the teachers' dues money. And he, that was, he was able to use the AEA political machinery and all those members out there and all those teachers out there. And, and, and they would all go and they believed everything AEA put out. You know, this is for this is for you. You're being done wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't care about you. And he would keep people mobilized. But he has thousands and thousands and thousands of people. And then you tie that in with his... He was in league with, um, what's his name at the retirement system? Bronner. Yeah. And Bronner would put out the same message in the little retirement system newsletter that would line up perfectly with what AEA was saying. And Mm -hmm. so you had this, all the information going out and the old newspapers were were worthless. They were on the leftist side too. Yeah. So all the information going out to the people came from that one source. And And it lines up with what Brian was saying about having independent journalism that says, hey, what about this? Yeah. And so 
you can see that. So this is basically we're just trying to give you a history of who these people are. Mm-hmm. Okay, were these uh, God-fearing conservatives in the AA, or were these radical leftists? And no, they're pretty, and pretty, ra- pretty radical leftists. Now, I would say socially, Paul Hoover was probably not super radical, but as far as Hey, raise taxes, make government yeah. bigger, spend all Correct. you can. It doesn't matter if anybody's getting an education. Just pay more, spend more, pay more, spend more. And then Joe Reed was radical left. Yeah, he's pretty but much But then right. what is the Alabama Education Association? It is the subsidiary of the National Education mm-hmm. Association, mm-hmm. okay? Um, I will talk about a little bit. Of, I feel like Amy Beth will actually probably be able to, to, to tackle this even better than me. But the National Education Association is a full-bore communist Marxist organization that hates Christ and wants to destroy Western civilization, and they want to do it through pedagogy, which is the teaching of children, Mm. right? Would you say that's accurate? Yeah, that's accurate. I think it's accurate, and I think all we have to do is look at our kids coming home from college right now to know that they have Mm. been wildly successful. Yeah. People who used to know better and no longer remember. At at their mission, their real mission. Their real mission They've been spectacular. Yeah. And I think people people in Alabama still struggle with understanding. Because I, I, I think they do, because I do, that there are Americans who re- literally want to destroy the republic and yeah. literally want to destroy the country. When you tell them that at Christmas holidays, Christmas dinners, they're like, no way. Yeah. But, no, it's true. It yeah, is there's really so much true. to talk about off that point you just made. we got to be back in a minute. Welcome back into the program, everybody. Alabama Unfiltered Radio. I'm Scott Beeson. Amy Beth Shaver is with us. Guys, making sure we keep it out of the ditches. Big Dave Jeeves, everybody making sure that the our voices go out to over half the people in the state of Alabama. Brian Dawson from 1819 News is with us as well. Just talking a little bit about what's going on in the state. The importance of outlets like 1819. And, and we got to a little history lesson, really, about the AEA. Yeah. Who used to run the state. And now gradually, and then they were broken for a while. Yeah, and I'll go, so there's so much I want to say, <clears throat> um, but but who is the AEA? So we talked about their history in the state, mm-hmm. but then how were they birthed? They were, they were an affiliate, they were the state-level affiliate or subsidiary of the National Education Association, which is a communist organization that hates Christ and wants to They're open destroy, about this. Uh, completely. Yes. Right, and it's crazy. And the AEA used to, until, until we broke this story about the AEA buying off Republicans. But I'm going to rabbit trail just for a bit, but don't let me rabbit trail and not come back to this because we got to get back to the AEA conversation and their their new newly selected candidate in District 9 in this big Senate race. But um, you said something that's like people, people can't, they can't accept the fact that there's actually people out there that want to destroy Western civilization mm-hmm. and the Republic, that they're actually making intentional strategic moves, alliances, decisions to destroy the West, okay? And I think that gets back to another thing where people can't wrap their head around a stolen election because we have this thing where we, um, voting is sacred to us. Like, even when I was a criminal, I never ever in a million years would have crossed that, you know, this line of you know, stealing an election right. or like mm-hmm. like there's, mm-hmm. there's like a certain level of, you know, sacredness to elections with normal people. But <clears throat> I was reading in, in the Christmas narrative about um, King Herod. And when King Herod heard that there was another king that was born, that was mm-hmm. going to be king of the Jews. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what he knew the prophecies. Yeah. What did he do? He went and had all the little boys under two years old slaughtered. Slaughtered. Mm-hmm. Why? 
so that their well, that his reign would not be threatened by this new pursuit king of power. Of Jews. Right, yeah, maintain power at least. All throughout history, we have seen unbelievable level levels of treachery, deceit. Um, and just abhorrent. But I mean, that when I read that, I read that. So again, you read it every year, and then I read it this mm -hmm. year, and I'm like, wow, this dude went and literally slaughtered every single boy in his nation in order to, to maintain his power. And we don't think that some people might stuff some ballots. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly right. We don't think people will steal an election. That they yeah. will and, do, and, do and, a few and, small and things. The pursuit of every historic Western story that you hear or read about is like you even watch Gladiator and what happened and how he killed his dad so that he would get I mean, just, again, and that was fictitious, but but there's this constant pursuit of power that's really there. And until we realize that it's evil that we're up against, we're, we're not going to be able to do this. Mm -hmm. But you, you made me think of that with what you were talking about with people don't think that people want to destroy the Republic. Well, the Republic, the West, Western civilization is this good and beautiful thing that God has created. And those who hate God want to destroy it. And they're right. real. And they have, you know, they have cultivated all this power. And they're, they're coming after those things. And the teachers' union is one of those things that wants to destroy the West, the National mm -hmm. Education Association. The Alabama Education Association is their state-level subsidiary in the state of Alabama. Mm -hmm. And they, um, they their power was taken when, when Bob Riley, hate him, love him, whatever, and Mike Hubbard mm -hmm. um, made it to where the, the dues weren't just pulled from the paycheck, right? You know, there was, there was that automatic deduction that was happening. Right. You actually had to make a cognizant decision to write out a check mm -hmm. and send in your dues. And when that yeah, happened... Yeah, because it worked in another state. We yeah. copied it from them. Yeah. And so... Um, so that, that essentially killed the Alabama Education Association. Everybody thought they died. Well, like anything else, when you chop it down in Alabama, what happens? It, like a vine on your property. Right. It immediately grows over like right. two days right. later. It, it, it's, now it's, it's, all, it's, it's all the... Um, <clears throat> The they're not they're not science fiction, but it's 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 the mummy. It's it's, yeah. it's, it's all these old movies where they it take just doesn't the, go they away. kill the evil thing, and then there's an amulet, and the amulet falls in the sand, is covered over for a thousand yeah. years, and then but it's, it's still there. Yeah. And then it comes back for whatever reason, and it's this yeah. AEA is risen. And, it was, and instead of a thousand years, it was four. <laughs> and a whole bunch of people got together, and they were like, you know how the AEA could win again is if they adopted conservative messaging and gave money to Republican candidates. Mm -hmm. And so they came in and dumped millions of dollars into Republican candidates' campaigns mm -hmm. and coffers. And so now the, the the AEA spent in the last election cycle, they spent $1.5 million and $1 million went to Republicans despite an AOGOP bylaw. So that's ALGOT, that's the mm -hmm. Alabama Republican Party, bylaw saying that they're not supposed to do that. Right. Mm. Okay. The, the, the Republican candidates are not supposed to take money from the NEA or their state-level affiliates. Mm -hmm. So we exposed that at 1819 News. It was not a widely known thing. We did that. We exposed that. Into the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered <coughs> Radio. I'm Scott Beeson. Amy Best Shavers here. Brian Dawson sitting in with us on this beautiful day. It's a Wednesday, the 27th day of December. The year is almost over. If you want to join the program, the number here is 1-800-289-9228. 1-800-289-9228. Let's go out to a couple phone calls. I know some folks have been waiting. All right, uh, Professor Byron T. Democritus. Welcome in, Professor. I hope you're doing well after these. I guess you being a professor, y'all had a holiday break, not a Christmas break. Yes, it was a holiday break, Mr. Beeson, Ladies of Liberty, and Mr. Brian President. Hope you had a good holiday. Uh, 1819 News, you know, we are very affiliated. We are lib very liberal over here at Concern University. We are connected with Columbia University, and they are co co connected with the NEA. Now, 1819 News has been giving us a little 
the problem here, so we, we are taking care of it. Are you ready for this acronym, Allison? Uh, it's Amy Beth. Uh, Amy Beth's here. Allison's off gallivanting. Oh, yes, well, that'll be fine. Uh, AEA flies tainting election results unilaterally after you. <laughs> like we're using it in the Senate 9 race that you can read about in 1819 News. We have to get around the money. And so we just, at the last week before an election, anytime we want to, put the money out for the flies to go to everybody so that we still influence even if 1819 News stops us in any other way. Y'all need to calm that down some now. Have a nice day. <laughs> Thank you, Professor. Louis O'Brien, you need, you need to calm that down. Calm down now. Chill out. Well, that's yeah. you look at this article, no. and I want to go to Brian in a second, but it. you look at this article over at 1819 by Daniel Taylor, and, and we talk about this very thing all the time on this show, Brian. I know you listen from time to time just to, you know, just to keep up with what's going on in the world. But the 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 AEA... What is what is her title? Where is she? Where is that quote? I'll find it for you. Uh, Allison King. She loves me. The government relations manager. She's asked by 1819 News if they're formally backing this this kitchens guy. And and so so listen to the answer. The answer is quote AEA hasn't given money to either candidate in this race. But people who listen to this show know that you're supposed to step back and go, "Wait a minute. What what did you just say to me again?" AEA hasn't given money to either candidate in this race. Most Alabamians would go, well, see, they're neutral. They haven't given money to anybody. Mm -hmm. They're neutral. So then you have to say, but did you pay for mailers for somebody? Did you, you didn't give, you know, you didn't give Amy Beth money. You just put mailers out there for you paid for things. Which for, aren't cheap. No, they are no, not. No, they're they, not. They were super expensive in the old days. So AEA pays for mailers for West Kitchens, but then has the gall, and they know that most people, before there was an 1819 news, don't keep up, don't check, don't really count to see. So what they want to happen is they want the people who need to know that this is the AEA candidate, those people get the message, and then all the other folks are like... Oh, well, I guess they're really not backing anybody. I can choose Wes or I can choose Rock. Rock. And so that's just the way they do it. And in my house, a half-truth is still a whole lie. It, yeah. it is. Well, and, th and that's why we exist, is right. to help people remember. We ask questions. Right. That's Assume what we do. you're being lied to. Steve Dace, that's his saying, right? And he started that. Steve Dace was the first one to question the COVID narrative. Mm -hmm. The first, And then he was the first one to question the, the 2020 election. It was literally while it was happening. And they called Arizona before Arizona's polls were closed. And mm -hmm. Steve Dace was on with Glenn Beck and Ali Bestucky doing right. election coverage. And he said, that's election fraud. And he said it right away. He's like, there's going to be a civil war. And everyone's like, oh, my God, he's crazy. But he was right. the first one to do it. And his, his saying is, assume you're being lied to. Yeah, start from there nowadays. Yeah. Because you just can't trust any of them. Let's go out to Brian on the phone calls. Brian, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening, and uh, Happy New Year to you in a couple of days. Happy New Year to you. Uh, I, was gonna, I was thinking about Paul Hubbard while you were talking. I wanted to go back to the Wayback Machine. I'm 49 years of age, and I distinctly remember at Danley Elementary School in Montgomery, they had these things called PTA membership drives. And what happened was, if the classroom got every student to get their parents to give $5 at the end of the period, 
the kids would get an ice cream party. Now, this membership drive required 100% participation. And when you gave them your $5, you got this little bitty PTA membership card. Now, back then, public schools had over 1,000 people, 1,000 families per school, practically. Okay. Whatever happened to all that money? What did they do with it? What kind of slush fund did that create? And it was so much peer pressure in classrooms. The kids knew who other families did not donate, and the other kids would pressure the other kids to get their families to pony up so the kids could have their ice cream party. Wow. I don't know the, all the connections between PTA, AEA. I know that uh, politically they they were on the same page mm-hmm. a lot of the time. But, yes, sure. but but one of the things that I know was done was that was one of the ways that they built their databases where yes. they would be able to get information out to parents. Because if something was important, they would say, oh, we're going to put this out. We're going to put this newsletter out to the PTA mm-hmm. so that all the parents would get it. Well, then the then the school system is basically doing your mail pieces for you. You so see what I'm saying? Yeah. the PTA changed to the Student Teacher Association. So they even took the parents out of the situation altogether <laughs> to condition the children and not the parents of the household. Very good point. Yeah, it's definitely a a system put in place for power more than it is for improving education. Because you're talking about something that happened 40 years ago, and um, we've basically done everything they've ever asked in education, and the results are worse and worse and worse. The the right. if if you map this out on a trend line, okay. So if you just think about basic economics, incentivizing. Um, you know, rewarding good behavior, penalizing bad. The trend line that you will see if you graph this out is the worse they do, the more money they get. Mm-hmm. So, which means in basic economics, you're incentivizing doing worse because the worse they do, well, it's because we need more money. Well, I did worse. It's because you didn't give us enough money mm-hmm. and a little bit more and a little bit more. And one of the other things that happens is that it's it's one of the things I've learned since I've really started like scrutinizing government is everything's about turning the money faucet on. How do we turn the money faucet on? Uh, we'll get Fox News, CNN, MSNBC to say that Putin is trying to take over Europe uh, and show a bunch of reels about all this stuff and talk about dead children, and then we'll be able to turn the Ukraine money faucet on. How do you right. turn the money right. faucet on? So how it happens in Alabama? Is uh, the schools are bad? There's not we, we we can't we don't even have crayons in class anymore, and teachers are underpaid. And so the AEA takes that goes to a representative. Well, what representative is going to want to not have kids with crayons right. and teachers that are underpaid? Right. And so they do everything they can to get them more money. The money gets turned on. Bill gets passed. That money comes into education, but it gets gobbled up by the superintendents and the and, and, and the and the mm-hmm. bureau, bureaucratic redundancy that exists at the top. And they get their new hundred twenty thousand dollar vehicles and their hundred fifty thousand dollar salaries and all this other stuff. And then the money never makes it down to the teacher in the classroom and so they're angry again so they go to the AA and the AA goes to the legislator and the legislator gets more money and then that money's gobbled up by the bureaucratic redundancy again and it's just this it's a total money laundering maybe not money laundering but it's 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 about moving money into the coffers of these people and 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 anyone who like school choice or anything that actually changes the status quo to where children would actually be educated which would improve the state anyone who recommends that uh, pursues that is a threat to this money threat moving. to the system is not, not not to children's education Brian yeah. do you have any uh, last points 
The other point was you just said that administrators, we have more administrators in the state of Alabama than they do in the state of Georgia. So what happens is every time they propose a 3%, 4% pay increase, well, the $40,000 teacher is going to get a 4% pay increase. Okay, that's $2,000 or less. But the $80,000 administrator is getting a substantial amount of pay increase. Oh, yeah. So every time yeah. you ask for a pay increase, it needs to be stipulated janitors and teachers only. 4% pay yeah. increase. And bus drivers. I'm on board for that. <laughs> and bus drivers. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, good point, man. Appreciate you. Yeah, no, absolutely right. And all these things in education are designed with merit not being a part of the equation at all. It's like Brian says, a pay raise is across the board. Everybody, no matter what, the teacher who is just is knocking it out, killing herself, doing all the extra stuff. She gets exactly the same raise as the person down the hall that's not doing anything, that hasn't done anything, whose spiritual gift is not teaching, who should never have been a teacher, but it's all got to be the same. And the bad part about it is, is they they manipulate the good teachers. I have friends who are teachers who, who are good teachers, good people. Most teachers are ladies, so I'm going to, you know, make this as a she thing. They, they go to them and they say, you know, if they do this whole based on merit thing, you'll probably one of the, be one of the people fired. But but I'm one of the good teachers. No, 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 no. Because then it'll all just be about who likes who and who doesn't like who. And you'll probably lose your job and they'll keep all the sorry teachers. So you don't you don't want to be for that. You want to yeah. make sure that you're protected. And they, and they literally scare them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They put fear in their hearts. And, and my answer was always, no, I've got that figured out because the principal at the failing school is getting fired. Yeah. And he or she knows, because we're going to tell them, that you're going to be fired if your teachers aren't educating children. So now that person is incentivized to have the best team in place he possibly can. It's the college football coach yeah. thing. Okay, look, I don't necessarily love Amy Beth. But her kids do great on the test. Her kids are getting an education. Yeah. So I'm keeping her. Yeah. All those slackers who I like to go you know, hang out with or party with, they got to go. Because I'm not losing my job for the slacker teacher. Yeah. So if you put merit in there, you can do it right. But they really do it with fear. They, they convince teachers that the world's going to come to an end if you change education at all, and that's really not the case. And it's so hard because, first of all, you can see, based on what you're describing right there, that socialism does kill the brain and it kills everything, yes. right? I mean, that's a perfect example. We, we often bring up the post office or the VA system and go, mm-hmm. well, it's really terrible. But it, socialism has killed education if you're looking purely at a teacher administrative standpoint. Because you're right, there's no merit. Second of all, if you get a couple of administrators who will actually admit to you what's going on, They'll tell you behind closed doors, well, you know, it's really hard to fire people, by the way, when they're bad. And so we know that classroom is not functional, but we can't really get rid of them. All right, here's my thing for all the folks listening. That drives me nuts because, just real Mm -hmm. quick before Mm -hmm. you say that, is is this. When When you realize socialism has killed the education system and you realize that we need merit desperately, you also know that we also have to have the teachers on the inside that are willing to finally start speaking up. 
And at the same time, we have to retrain parents that this is actually your responsibility. That's the other part of it that nobody wants to deal with because as much as we do, when we talk about, you know, choice in education, we know only 3% of people are going to actually choose free choice to do what they want with the money. Right. But we've got to retrain their brain. We also have to train teachers that we need you to tell us, not by, you know, anonymous emails, which we appreciate, mm-hmm. or anonymous whatever. We need you to tell us what's going on inside the school because that's what also is going to get legislators' attention. Right. But we don't have that. And so we have a lot of hearsay, and then people lose their minds, especially if they're an educator. And I'm saying, I'm not telling you you're a bad teacher. I'm not telling you that. Because it's, that's the one thing you're not allowed to speak about. We have learned this over the years. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to speak about the educators because you must be casting aspersions upon all of them. We're not. Right. But if you want to start a fight, talk about that. Oh, no, I agree. Everyone takes it personally. No, yeah. personally. Say, hey, don't education's take it personally. Broken. But, like, what if you sucked, like, what, like, so what if the results from you, like, so say you had some performance-based job where there was an expectation, like, or I mean, your radio show, like, if the, if the ratings suck, well, guess what, Scott? Right. You're, you're going to get criticized. Yeah. And you're, you're not doing a good job as a radio show host. Right. Everyone has performance metrics, and if the performance metrics are, they suck, right, well, then I'm sorry about your feelings, but the kid can't read. The right. kid's 20, and he's exactly. still in seventh grade, and he can't freaking read, but he throws the fo- football really good. Yeah. Like, what What are we doing All oh, don't go to meddling now. Brian Dawson's meddling. Yeah, he said the football. <laughs> the football, throw the football, catch the football, run with the football. We'll be back. <laughs> I don't know why Sky always wants us to do a show. We're talking over here, Sky. I'm learning stuff. To just hush for just a second so I can get, get us back in and then go. <laughs> Get us all fired. I talked about this with Joey when when I was filling in for the Alabama Unfiltered crew a couple weeks back. Me, Craig, and Joey were in the Montgomery studio. And the conversations that were happening on the commercial break were just, I mean, everyone's everyone's going to uh, re-education camp. (laughs) We're all maybe even going to jail. I'm not sure. Um, but I'm like, this would make the most interesting podcast in the world. Oh, yeah. Like, if there's some way we could do it anonymously. You know? <laughs> right. That's, that's the big issue. That's why the first yeah. thing that the names you turn the, the microphone Could you do like a... During yes. the break? Okay. A voice modulator, maybe? We're supposed Something. to have my control of the mics off, Amy Best controls off, you're supposed to turn us off. Oh, I do. Birmingham's supposed to turn us off so that we have a double dog, triple dog dare turning off... <laughs> Kind of thing going on because and, we like our jobs, and every once right. in a while it still gets through. We do, yeah. <laughs> and it gets through when we're talking, and then you're talking to us, and then Jeeves is also listening in, and then everyone forgets to turn the mic off, and you get. Uh, but I, I totally the agree. Real Some story. of the most interesting conversations do happen. Between the segments, yes. During the breaks, some, is, some um, of the is, most dangerous as well, though. Oh, you're right. Is Bill out there? Bill is out there. Let's go to Bill. Bill, welcome to the program, buddy. I hope you're doing well. Oh, I'm doing great. I hope y'all have a. I hope y'all had a merry Christmas, and hope you have a happy New Year. Absolutely. You know, Thank I've, you. Got about, I've got about five educators in our immediate family, and most of the educators came out of college, went straight into school, either taught elementary. Well, I guess all of them taught elementary for some period of time, and then some moved up into higher education, middle school, high school. Nope. Well, we do have one college 
professor, but that didn't last long because she really didn't like the way college education was going and went back into elementary education. I have not heard one of them say, I won't do it for the money. Not any of them. There are, well, I guess all of them at one point in time took a break either to raise children until the children got school age. Right. Or had to take a break because of mental stress. The mental stress was not to pay. It was it was the behavior of the kids they were trying to teach. Hey, I'll tell you another secret, Bill, from back in my days of being one of the most hated uh, members of the legislature by the AEA, is that I had multiple teachers who I know, and when I say a teacher is good, that, that doesn't mean they're a nice person. That doesn't mean they're, they're you know, that they check off the boxes. When I say a good teacher, I mean children learn things. It's very simple. Because right? if children aren't learning things... I'm not a good teacher. That's just that's just it. That's if I don't have the gift of teaching, if they don't have the gift of learning when I'm supposedly teaching, then I'm not a good teacher. That doesn't that doesn't make somebody mean. Doesn't make them a bad person. Whatever. But I was told multiple times if if my environment, my work environment was better, I, I would be fine being paid less. But the stress comes from the environment. The stress comes from the institutional problems inside the system. And that is where they use, that's the rub they use to keep people angry and saying, I need more, it's not worth it. But if I get another raise, I can't really, so that that's how they maintain the power. Cause I, I used to beg, look, and it goes to what Amy Best said, please tell us how to make your day-to-day -day life in the classroom better. Is it being able to have discipline? Is it, you know, what is it? Is it not having to check all these boxes? Is it being freed up to actually teach? Tell us those things. We as legislators can fix those things if we just knew. And that's where Amy Beth is saying, look, y'all have got to tell us what the real problems are and help us fix those things. Mm -hmm. But everybody keeps it down home cuz. They, they don't wanna say what's going on. And I promise you, every school out there, everyone listen to my voice, your local school that you think is so good has things happen at that school that if you heard about it, you would be like, what the heck is going on down there? Mm. And that's just the truth, I promise you that. I'm sorry, Bill, go ahead. You know, I live in Montgomery. And for the past 30 years, I have worked with the finished product that comes out of high school. Yes, sir. And there are kids that, get, that graduate who can't read simple instructions and follow them. Correct. And I mean, it's fifth grade reading level. It's eighth grade, maybe, comprehension, but they can't do it. Correct. And if your schools are turning out those kind of students, then the problem lies a lot deeper than the curriculum. 
because any curriculum has got to be higher than that. No, you're right. Absolutely right. You know, if they would install, if they would reinstall corporal punishment, I Mm -hmm. promise you there would be a lot more men that were teachers. What man is going to go into a classroom, have a student cuss them up one side, down the other, and be able to lay a hand on them because they're a juvenile and because they'll get locked up if they do? I have. I know I someone who was who was had, was spit. A male teacher, a coach, um, was spit on, point blank range. Kid spit in his face, and he did not launch him into the stratosphere. I would have had a very difficult time not launching that kid. Oh, it's a child, Scott Beeson. No, a high school kid who spits in somebody's face. Ah. I'm just telling you, you're absolutely right. And um, and the other thing is, we cannot be afraid to fail, people. Oh, this credit recovery thing is a joke. And if and if a kid can't behave, then mom or daddy's going to have to come up there and sit with them all day, every and that day. Was, just that taking right there would be that right there would be one of the biggest factors. If somebody, well, the big thing is that most kids today aren't raised in a two-parent two home. So you'd be taking a single parent out of the workforce, cutting their pay, but I'll bet you get some results from it. Yeah, you're right, Bill. And you might not be taking people out of the workforce. You might be taking them out of the couch force. (laughs) 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 Thank you so much uh, for joining us on this episode of Alabama Unfiltered.